Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, hello, blue and white shites, blue and white shites, hello, hello, blue and white shites, the pink's not quite right. Hello and welcome back to the Liverpool Groove. Apologies for no episode last week. I was a little under the weather and I was a big shit house and I didn't want to do it because I would have sound unenthused and it just wouldn't have been worth it. So here we are, we're back. Um, the derby is over and done with. Um, there's no real talking points, honestly, let's be honest. Uh, nah, you know what? It was a standard derby. We were we battered them for 90 minutes. Sorry, for what, 89 minutes and, and 40 let's say seven seconds, we battered them because they had a header in the first 12 seconds and that that was the extent of their attack for the entire game. Um, but yeah, it, it was a safe standard, standard derby really. Um, I, I find it amazing. They've managed to convince themselves that they lost because the officiating was shit and not because they're shit and they're the epitome of anti-football. I said this on Twitter. Did everything, they, they, they are the new Burnley. They'll probably stay up because they'll sneak a few wins because they just bully teams now, or try to at least. But the shit, they've gone backwards so much. It's amazing. I love it. Yeah, I, I couldn't even really get up for it, lad. Like, the, the derby to me used to be like the, the best game and you get up and you, you'd feel sick and that. As the day goes on and the hours go by, then it starts feeling a bit closer to that. But, say, I'm usually fucking proper keen for the week, the whole week before it, and it's just another game now. Just there's another game. Obviously, it's great to win. It's great to rub salt in their wounds when they're, they're crying and moaning. And, you know, I've seen some sick comments that you'd obviously expect from them now because that's what they like. I've seen some fair comments as well. But in a nutshell, they were shite. There was literally, they never threatened us once. But after, after that Calvert Lewin header, that he should have scored. Um, and that, that sums them up. They have an attack like that. They just sat in. They'd have completely ruined the game because they would have they'd have just sat in for ninety minutes. Then, um, yeah, the, the, all the decisions that have been made were correct. The ones that should have been made, unlucky is what it is. It's football. It's human error. It happens, doesn't it? Well, that's it, and that's what it happens. That's what we got told, and and again, I said this on Twitter. You know, we complained about the officiating. We got told to get on with it. It's football. It happens. We got laughed at. We got told to fuck off because it does. And so this is what you get. This is the standard of football officiating you get. And you, every other team who told us to fuck off and get on with it, this is you deserve every bad decision that goes against you because yeah. you're not willing to stand up and fight for it. And, it. and we weren't just fighting for us. We were fighting. We were using other examples. Like on the same weekend, the Brentford penalty. You know what I mean? We weren't just saying Liverpool. We were saying, look at how bad it's getting to where something like this can happen. Yeah, it's against us and we're fucking fuming. But we, we pulled up a number of other examples as well. Our fans were fighting for the fucking the better cause of football. And, you know, 
everyone told us to shut up and be quiet and pipe down. So, yeah, it is what it is. You fucking deserve what you get. And the, mm. the officiating is going to get worse and worse. Pressure's going to get higher and mistakes are going to keep keep happening. But apparently we've just got to accept it and it's past the game. Yeah. Well, what, what I will say is I was watching um, Ref Watch on me, on me dinner before and they said, I think it was the Newcastle game, their first goal, I had to get checked for offside. They gave offside on, on field and it was given in the end because it was right. And apparently what VAR said, the very first thing was, what's the on-field decision? And he said, offside. So they've gone, okay, then he knew what to check. So straight away from what the fallout of our game, that change has already been made. So now the, yeah. the start and we're, what is the on-field decision? There can't be any mistakes if that's the first thing they're asking, or at least you'd like to think so. Yeah, that's right. And that's how, like I don't know why it took a mistake like that. How there was that much of a lack of communication in the first place? Like it should have always been the first thing that was asked. What, mm. what have you? What's your decision? But say fucking baffling. That Tottenham game, well, well, gone. You know, we don't know what where we're going to be at the end of the season, but that effectively could cost us a league title. Or we can still get over the line. Let's see where we're at. But we're we're fighting for the fucking the greater good of football. Hmm. Not just ourselves, and as long as people aren't, are going, I'd rather laugh at us when shit goes against us, and then still moan when it goes against them. Then the hypocrisy is there, and they deserve it. Yeah, yeah, couldn't have said it any better. Um, so, so speaking of decisions, let's let's go from like let's do them in order. So, Ashley Young, two yellow cards, no <laughs> quite, no question with them, though, is he? Called it before the game. He was getting sent off. Did always you? get sent off against Diaz or Salah, no matter where he played. If he played him right back, it was fucking mad. Like, strange decision to play him right back. Being a left back all his life, hasn't he? Um, shite. Absolutely shite. Too slow in the tackle. After the first one, you knew. Like, when he got booked, he went, he's off. Definitely yeah. off. He's going. Um, no debate at all whatsoever. Not debatable. It's no. it's the yellow cards. He could have been sent off for kicking the ball away as well. Yeah. Uh, which in today's game, like it would have been that would have been stupid, but in today's game, that is pay the rules. The way they've you been doing I mean? it this season, that yeah. should have been a, I wouldn't have liked them to actually I would have loved them to go for that just because it's actually young and I can't stand him more than most players on that team. But um no, it would have been that would have been a harsh one, but correct the way they've done it this season. It'd be but, funny though. Yeah, it would have been hilarious. Imagine they'd have fucking exploded if they got chance off that. It would have been the only thing they'd done all game, to be fair, the fans. I know. Um, and we'll, we'll come on to all that in a minute as well, because that I think that needs to be addressed as well, in, in a way. Um, but yeah, the two yellows, they were Stonewall yellows. It, there's no question about it. Um, people are saying Simakash should have had a few, a, a yellow, at least a yellow. Probably should have done, yeah. Absolutely. Um, right after Ash Young got booked, Simakash done the same thing, and the referee went out. <laughs> I know, yeah. Um, that and again, I know we joke about it and we take the piss out of Everton because it's Everton, but that's where you gotta we gotta say again. That's what we're talking about when it comes to consistency. Um, there, there, there is none. <laughs> Simakash could have been booked three times. Brilliant. Yeah, I know. Great. It's fucking. It's it's stupid. It's it's so bad, but. This week we can laugh about it. Who knows if we can next week? It's just that's what it's going to be like all season, isn't it? So just fucking get get on with it, as we were told. That's um, it. Yeah, Kanate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what gets me, lad, is he done the exact same thing for his first yellow. That should have got him a second yellow, and he never got one. Yeah, 
Oh, it's mad, definitely. Even if it's an accident, lad, even if he's he, he stopped him getting through, I think like, there's no one behind Canate when he does it. Brings him down and he's probably he's probably through. And it's a red card all day, every day. Brilliant. I, I don't, I, you know what? I, I, the love of... I love that. Before the fucking game had even started, there was someone getting warmed up. You're going straight on now. <laughs> Canate is coming off. Yeah. Canate's smiling as he's going off, thinking I'm a lucky bastard. Great. I just, I, you know what? I've looked at it and looked at it, lad, and just there's absolutely no way. My brain can't figure out the way he's gone. That's not a yellow card. It's like, it makes no sense. <laughs> It makes no sense. Like it really doesn't. The fucking he's literally stopped them from running right through the pitch yeah. towards my goal. Probably clean, clean through if, if he if he makes it there. It's I can't I can't get my head around it, lad. But when it happened, like as mad as this sounds, I was part like open. It was going to be a red card because the game would have opened up. Because mm. I, I thought if these go like these have got ten men now, they're sitting in well. We're not really we're not being overly dangerous we were creating brilliant moments but no chances came of it like balls across the box where it only needs to hit a body and go in but it just wasn't bouncing for us so I thought maybe if this does go against us yeah the game will open up they haven't got nowhere near enough firepower to scare us even 10 on 10 just let them have a false pretend to come into the game a little bit and whack them on the counter and that's what that's what I, um, I was hoping for if he did go off but he never. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't think we'll ever understand that one, to be honest. Um, penalty, Michael Keane on ball. I mean, again, unquestionable. Have you seen a picture that Pop Wales have put up, lad, of him on the ball? <laughs> yeah. Um, not, not even like... It's, it's not even... He doesn't even point as if, as if to be like signaled to another defender, like where to be, what position to be, and he just puts his hand out, like yeah. wave for a bus flag and a taxi down. It's been, it's fucking ridiculous. I don't yeah. know why. It's just that's... something about them. There's just someone <laughs> somewhere in Everton. They've got to do something stupid. Whether it's Pickford saving the ball that's going over the bar to land it on the bar for us to score, or something like that. Fucking penalty. Stupid, but we should have had a second penalty as well. That should have been one or two, shouldn't it? So, um, well, yeah, I mean, we'll get on onto that one in a minute. I think the thing with the key one, and some of them are even trying to say that it wasn't a penalty, but the thing for me, and I, I think a lot of the pundits have said that they don't like the rule the way it is. Unfortunately, that is the rule, you just got to get on with it. But it's the fact he's put his hand up the way he has before the ball's even been it, so. To try and chat that he hasn't meant it is bullshit to me. He's hundred percent meant it. You don't put your arm there before the ball's hit if you're not meaning to fucking try and stop it. Yeah, his arms out to try and block. It's, I think his arms out to deliberately prevent him from playing that ball because it, there's an obstacle in the way. Mm. It's a it's a foul. It's a fucking it's a it's an ball. It's a blatant ball. It's a it's a deliberate ball if you want even because he has put his hands out to try and prevent the pass. Mm. Um, but yeah. Like the rule is stupid. If that's if he is just fucking if you but if your arms out there in today's game with the way the rules are, it wasn't even a reactionary thing. His arms out instantly yeah. before he even kicks the ball. So it's a, it's it's a blatant penalty. But the rule is stupid. And again, yeah. we argue against that rule. But we get told it's the law. The law is the law. I agree with Mike Dean. The rules are the rules. Shut up and take it on the chin. So get over it. Yeah, simple as. Um, do the penalty. So. 
watch, watching it at the time, I didn't think it was a penalty, I'll be honest. Um, I didn't think, I don't think the, the angles that they showed on the actual game itself were, were the best. So I don't think they showed the right one. It's only when I've seen it on Twitter, I think it was last night or today, um, of his knee catching Diaz's foot that I've gone, okay, yeah, that is a pen. But at the time, I, I didn't think it was myself. I don't know, I did. I jumped up screaming, wanted a fucking toe shot on the telly. Oh, no, I wanted the pen. But then, I, I, as they showed the replay, I, at the time, I was like, I don't know. Um, but now that I've seen it back again properly, more angles. It, yeah, there's I think there's it loads of things with it for me. And I think, I don't know what the rules are with a penalty, with your position of your body and that. If Diaz is running towards the byline, and he hasn't got control of the ball and he fouls him, I think it makes no fucking difference because he's not threatening at all. Do you know what I mean? He is. He's turned him. He's about to go back in towards towards the pitch to play a pass or whatever, put the ball across the box, and he brings him down and he turns him. So, yeah, definite penalty. 100% a penalty. Yeah. Anyone saying it's not mad. But, again, so there's your, there's your first one. We've either got a second one and we score again. So, considering... Um, they're dead proud of their warriors of how they played the least passes in a Premier League game ever, the least accurate pass in a Premier League game ever. Fucking twenty six shots to their six, hmm. all the possession. What the fuck were they watching? Because it wasn't the same game. <laughs> wasn't that absolutely? I, I remember growing up, we used to get called deluded for saying we were going to win cups. They have a different level of fucking brainwash. Then they're mad. They're mad. They really are. The, the only thing I can think the way they're working it in the red is the saying, we played well because it wasn't five. Possibly. I don't know whether they've thought like a proper onslaught was in common, but we haven't been in the best of form anyway. If we drew with Brighton, we've lost the Tottenham, even though we shouldn't have done. So that's where we're at the minute. We've mm. got into the game probably a little bit low in confidence ourselves. They were in better form <laughs> going yeah, into the game. They'd won the last one. And every single player on our team who started has just played abroad and they've got hardly any internationals. So, like, they've had fucking two weeks to train together and build a system to beat Liverpool. So you'd expect them to do half decent, but mm. not to be. Absolute shite they are. One of the worst teams I've ever seen go to Anfield. The yeah, they were, they were awful. They were terrible. Um, few, there were some good performances individually that I thought. Um, I thought Gravenberg was, was unbelievable. Um, I actually think he was our best midfielder on the day. I think he yeah, actually he on Sobersly. Um, we said it. We said it a couple of episodes ago, lad. I think if he can recapture that Ajax form, thirty-four mils a bargain, and I think he's already showing it. He was a lot more. He offered a lot more yesterday than I thought he ever would. To be honest, he was getting back and winning the ball, and you know, playing simple passes at times and quick, clever passes at times. The one just outside their box where it comes right at him and he just dinks it to the side, makes a load of space, stuff like that. He's um, he's bossed the way he brings the ball down, the way he gets on it. It's very, very nice to watch. Mm. Top five was sound. Yeah, he was. As as the game went on, he grew. Mm. Uh, Alistair's a bit of a concern for me at the minute because he's just not with it at all. But then you, you can see the, how creative he is with that pass out, pass out for our second. Um, he doesn't want to be in that area of the pitch. He needs a little bit too much time on the ball and stuff like that. But you've got to accept that he's learning that role now. Mm. Whilst on the pitch, so we've got to just bear with it for now. Yeah. Uh, I think if that's going to be the midfield going forward, though, which I mean, we've still got Jones to come back in. So 
who knows? But if that's, I think if that's going to be the midfield three, I think with Gravenberg and Sobersly ahead of him, I, I think he'd once he's a bit more used to the role, I think he'll actually do well in it. To be honest, I think it's certain games. So, like, I think if we were playing like a Man City there, you are going to come through the middle of the park against us. You can't have a player who's who's not great at, at that role or who's mm. still learning. So you'd have to start Endo, who's who knows that role. You'd have to play a, a defensive mid who's going to solely be a defensive mid. And I think that's where we're at at the minute. I think in the games, the opponent's a little bit weaker. We're playing McAllister because you don't have to defend as much. Um, I think when we start playing teams who are going to come at us a bit, I think you need to replace him. Hmm. But at the moment, don't get me wrong, you might be able to start alongside Sobberslein. It's brilliant to have the options we've got. Just a shame we haven't got one or two spot-on defensive mids. Um, no, yeah, you're, you're right. Um, but I think we've got a. I think it could work either way with with teams like City, to be honest. Because, yeah, they'll come through. Um, they'll just come through the middle. But I think they also give you more time, time on the ball. Yeah. We've said it before. Um, they're not team. Better teams like that don't want to press us because they know we can punish them. The smaller teams. I say smaller teams I don't want to sound sort of disrespectful to them but the smaller teams will press us because they think we've just got to get we've got to get the ball off them no matter what there's a different mentality to when a big team plays us and when a smaller team plays us yeah I just think the quality you think you know, he's not going to get that time it's more, like Brighton sort of thing that ball Virgil plays it's all the goal Brighton scores Virgil's fault it's nothing to do with McAllister at all I listened to a podcast today saying if that was Alonso he'd have known everybody that was around him and he'd have took a touch and he'd have turned and played. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? The ball's being slammed into him. Fucking not a man on or anything. And before it's even hardly got to him, it's took off him. Nothing to do with McAllister that it was on Van Dijk, the Brighton goal. But I think he is waiting a little bit too long at times. He showed it against Everton. What I love about him is he doesn't shy away. He Mm. might lose the ball and then he'll do everything to go and win it back but then he'll get in the same position and still ask for it. So fair play to him for that. He doesn't fucking hide. He doesn't shy away. And just that little bit of a movement there in the second goal to shift the ball and then play it out the way he does is spot on. Yeah. So yeah, I think he's having good parts in games, but making mistakes as well. But it's going to happen. He's learning on the job, so got to just bear with it. Yeah. Yeah, going to be a brilliant player for us, there's no doubt about it. Just got to, um, We've just got to give him the time ourselves and say, we know he's not meant. He's a number ten. Don't put a number ten outside your own box. Doesn't make fucking sense. But we're doing it for some reason, and he's going to have to learn on the job. Hmm. Yeah. Um. You mentioned Van Dyke. I thought he was he was spot on. Um. I never, you know, didn't you? No. Huh? And, and you know was... what? I'm I'm the only one because I've looked all over Twitter and everyone's saying how much of a colossus he was, and that I thought he was shy. And I, I honestly do. I'll probably get loads of shit. When they did have the ball and they were coming towards us, he just shied away. He backed away, ran away from them. They got in two or three times behind us where Van Dyke could have committed to the ball and took it off them, but ran back towards his own goal and sort of like shifted the blame onto the fullback. Done it a few times. In the air, he was good. But when on the ground, when they were coming towards us with the ball, he just keep running away. Do you think that's that Newcastle sending off playing on, in, on his mind a bit? I don't know. I, th- I just think he's being like that. It just looks, I've said, when it's going well, it looks brilliant and effortless. 
when it's not going so well, it looks lazy and lethargic. And that's what I felt he looked like on the day. But I don't know whether it was just fucking maybe one too many afternoon ales or <laughs> I just added him to someone because I was stressed out. But I just thought, I thought he was the one there that was that could have cost us a fucking goal if they were going to score one. Fair enough. Um... That is I. That is me. Hands fucking hands up. Like I haven't seen anyone else criticise him. Mm. So it might be me on the day. But there was a few times where the ball's like in 50-50 mode and he's gone back towards our goal and let them have it. And just frustrated me a little bit too many times. But in the air, spot on. When he did actually make an effort to go and win the ball, he won the ball. So, mm. and he kept a clean sheet. So, can't really, mm. I'm just a bastard. <laughs> <laughs> no, fair enough. That, I mean, we're not always going to agree, are we? But um, I think, I think when you look at the stats in terms of uh, Calvert Lewin, Calvert Lewin had 18 touches of the ball all game. That, for me, is is largely down to Van Dijk. Um, I think they would have looked at him in all honesty the last few games, and and I think they would have played on him over Kanate, which is yeah. is when you look, you know, you look at where Van Dijk was two or three years ago, and now you're saying he's the one that uh, attackers might play on over someone else is just fucking mind boggling. But um, I think the way it's been the last few games, I think that is the case, and so I would think for that reason alone, I think he he's done very well. I thought Matip when he come on played well as well. He, he um, he got into the game fast. It's hard in situations like that to come into a game so quickly. He hasn't been warming up or not. And Klopp just went, shit, fucking get on or the up. Yeah. Um, so I thought he'd done well when he come on. And um, Harvey Yelly, I thought, was unbelievable when he come on. Brilliant. Changed the game for us. Um, again, pressing, fucking eager to get on the ball. Helping out in the defence everywhere. Fucking spot on. I love his passion. I love what he brings to the team. Still don't know his best position. Don't know where he plays. But wherever he plays, he gives us all. So can't do nothing but fucking be happy for him. Made up for him. Yeah. I think what I've noticed with him, and it, it'll be hard for Harvey Elliott, because like, he won't like the situation he's in, where he keeps coming off the bench. But I just think he's better coming off the bench. And I think it's the same with Darwin Nunes. And again, Darwin Nunes, they both want to start as much as possible. But I think their impact both is so much more when they're coming off the bench over starting. Yeah, you're probably right, lads. But I, I feel the same with Jota. I feel, I feel like Jota's not involved in the game nowhere near as much as Nunes when he starts. But he's still at Like you see him with Jota, Jota skipped through them two or three times um, where he could have ended up getting a goal himself, got brought down. Brilliant when he does it, but he just he's not involved any other parts of the pitch when, when, we, when we play like that. Mm. So I don't know. I still I still don't know our best team. No, I don't know. Top of slides, isn't it? Yeah, he, he's it. he's it's mad in it. A player like Sabas, like other teams, be saying he's the first name on your team. She's the nose. You got well, hang on. You've got you've got Salah. You've got Allison. You've got Trent. So he's like fourth or fifth, but he's he's up there. <laughs> <laughs> like, but look, lucky lads. We don't realize how good our team is and how good the individuals are. Mm. Uh, and it's just it's just good. Like as we discussed. Whatever happens this season happens, we'll go again because this is a this is a learning season, this is a gelling season. We've had an absolute nightmare last season to our standards. As long as we fucking do better than that, get back into that top four, that's gotta be our target. But in our heads there, we're going for the league, we're going for the cups, and rightly so, because the fucking team's good enough. It's just whether they can iron out these little mistakes that they're making. Um, in the time we need to to, to to go out and get the fucking glory but 
no doubt, no doubt. Klopp's reaction when we're winning these games tells you all you need to know. He believes, so we believe. Yeah. Um, no, you're absolutely right. Couldn't have said it better. Um, I seen you put on Twitter. You got let down for the ticket. Did you end up get one in the end? No, didn't go. No. I, I was like, it's hard. It's like rock and roll shit, lad. And whatever it's gonna happen with Danny Rose anyway. I think that's. I think what's happened is the ticket I was getting. I've probably been offered to someone else about fucking five ton. Hmm. Someone's paid it. Like I've seen that ground full of fucking helmets again. Seen videos of when we scored and there's people sat down and it's just sickening. It's hmm. fucking sickening. It's just full of ghouls now. Shite. Yeah, well, well, I mean, that. I mean, what I was about to come on to, the reason I asked was because I wanted to know what you thought of the atmosphere if you were in there, but obviously you were like me. I don't know. I, where, did you end up going to Taggies or something, did you? Went to church. Yeah. So I went to church, big fuck off screen, got in there early. First pint about fucking half 11. Oh, terrible decision. <laughs> fucking hell. Um, and then, yeah, we just had a little walk down, had a little bit of a, a pub crawl around Anfield, and it was fucking sound, but... Seen videos after it, like of the the inside of the stadium, even on the like obviously big massive screen, big massive speaker. You can hear the commentators, no atmosphere. Not no, there wasn't. Could, not that I could gather, it just sounded flat. Both ends didn't hear everything at all. Not no. once. I heard a few Liverpool songs, but just I've seen a video they've recorded of our fans during. Nothing happening. I don't know why they're recording our fans, but it, it's dead. And mm. I've seen a show of our fans recording the Everton end when we scored the penalty and our standardly moves. It, it's shocking. Mm. It's um, it's fucking. It, it, like, it, there was a few like jeers. Yay! Yeah. Just scored in fucking late on in Derby to probably win it. It, it shouldn't be like that. Like, it's fucking. It was bad. Yeah. And that... that's what's happening now. You've seen, seen what the club tried to do to get the hospitality sorted. They were asking people who were forwarding tickets on to the mates to instead sell them back to the club so they could sort out the people who'd been let down in Annie Road. Most of that up at Annie Road's hospitality. Hmm. So the club are fucking rats as well. Yeah. And that's all they want. They're not asked. It's mad because they sell the atmosphere as an image for the club. They use all the spying cop lads' flags and all that on all the, their images. Like so that behind you will be somewhere fucking within the stadium. That that's us. That's what the real fans create, and that's what what we bring to the club. But for some reason, none other than money. They want these fucking dickheads. You go one game a season, seeing people on TikTok and that moaning about people shouting and doing wanker gestures. Mad, it's fucking mad. It, it burns my head out though. Like, cause we should be able to just go to the match with our our fellas and just go right mm. from not being one of fucking ticket. But it's, not e- it's it's not even like I I I said the atmosphere was admittedly poor, but the Everton end was no better. I think they done the woo once and then cheered <laughs> like weird. they won the World Cup when they got a corner as they do. They um, love them corners, don't they? Absolutely love the corners. But I think someone commented like saying, um, uh, "And we our atmosphere isn't for twelve thirty kickoffs against small teams. It's for big teams." It's like no. That's not what it used to be like. I remember years ago, me, you, and a few of the other lads, when we were like 4, 13, 14, went to a League Cup game against Middlesbrough, lad. Neil yeah. Miller got, got two. And we I think we paid about eight quid yes. for the... <laughs> yeah, we, we paid about eight quid for the tickets, lad. And you'd think it was the fucking Champions League final, the atmosphere in there, compared to what it is today. No, and that's what it mad. should be. Like, every game should be 
treated as a big game. It shouldn't matter who it is. You get into fucking watch Liverpool. No, it's it's hard. I get I get that it's hard. Like the likes of the Europa League and that when you don't know the fucking opposition unless if you wouldn't know one of their players if you fell over them. Do you know what I mean? It's hard to get up for that because you're fully expecting to win the derby, regardless of how you feel about Everton, even though they are absolutely shit. It's the Merseyside derby. If for some horrible reason some fluke happened and they won one nil, we wouldn't hear the end of it for years. Hmm. So that's why we get nervous. Just in just in case it ever happens. No, I think it's happened once in about fucking twenty odd years, and we didn't hear the end of it. Yeah, still don't know. You know what I mean? But no. you've got to be going that Merseyside derby with nothing but fucking fire in your belly to be up up for that match. You want to be letting our players know we're there and how much it means. And Sobislav at the end of it said he's never heard nothing so loud. Yeah, that, I, don't, I don't know whether that. I don't know whether that's the the raw when we've scored and the the elation of probably the most people in the cop and that. But I didn't hear it. I, no. But I wasn't there, so I can't really comment. But so I think local lads are getting pissed off. Not local, just mm, local fucking people who go all the time. Not local. <laughs> like um, regular match goers, whether you be from fucking Ipswich, fucking London, Liverpool, Norway, people who go every game are getting fed up of shitting next to people who, who are haven't been there before, they're not interested in the results, they're asked about taking photos of the fucking rollover hot dog at the pitch side and they're not really bothered about what goes on, we need to fucking stamp something in so this stops hmm. and it all, the thing it's is, all it's, it's not even coach. like most people aren't even bothered about them doing all that, but do it all before or after the game don't do it Jordan and I've said it for years, I've had accounts set up to try and fucking drum into people why are you going to Anfield if you're going to Anfield for your photos and at least be part of the atmosphere be able to go home to your mates and say I was there and I was part of the noise that you did not that I recorded it all and fucking took pictures of it all go and tell everyone you were there and you, you were part of it and that's what we need we need to drum into people if you're going to Anfield be part of it not just witnessing it and that's but it's it's fucking it's just football's just not the same anymore, is it? No. You know what I mean, lads? I used to be able to I used to go to the game for fourteen quid, buy a programme, two or three quid, fucking pie two quid, drink a quid, be fucking sound. You're in there, you're enjoying it. You're singing your fucking ass off till you fall over, till you can't breathe and you proper enjoy it. You go home with no throat. You can't wait to get into school on the Monday to tell all your mates you've been the match and you can't you fucking can't speak and it's just not like that anymore the, lo- the local kids now are all wearing the same fucking clobber all going like a fucking fancy dress costume not a bit of red on them if you're not in the latest trainees the latest jacket and that you're a wolf and you, call- to- and you get called a wolf if you're wearing any bit of red as well by the way it needs turf we- the cops should be red Anfield should be red you should go with a scar the fucking lads used to be fuck out of all the cockneys and that in the 70s used to wear a silver silk a, a fucking red silk scarf around the fucking wrist, around the fucking head, around the neck, wherever. But you had red on you to show you where. It was a pride thing. Now, like, it's embarrassing to wear red. Fucking mm. swear. Start wearing your red again. Yeah. yeah. Fucking every... It's like a funeral. <laughs> every fucking... Gangs are 20-year-old fucking lads, all in black, head to toe, all in the same rig out. And don't get me wrong, look fucking sad. It's our little scouse trend. We fucking thrive off it. We love it. 
me me separate friends everywhere around mm. fucking the world. But stop it. <laughs> put a bit of red on. Yeah, put a badge on. Throw a fucking splash of red on. No, no one's gonna fucking say anything. Like you go in the you go in the match. It's like it. Uh, yeah, it's become it's become like taboo to wear fucking club colours at, at, at a match. It's fucking mad, isn't it? Um, it's I don't get better. It. Like, do you see that Abigail? Yeah, got a bit slated. We've got a fucking song. We love to see the lasses with the red scarves on. Say no more. And then one, and then one wears one. Now nah, you're the wool. What? <laughs> Not on best and seeing people enjoying themselves at the match, lad, and showing a bit of passion with the fucking scarves and that. Best, best atmosphere you'll ever see. Last time it happened, Man City, ring of fire, everyone swinging the scarves around. Fucking boss. Yeah, it's 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 weird. The culture's just gone it's, a bit mad with the club, lad. It's mad. It's like a proper separation, but you know, you get people flying from all over the world to come and watch us. Some people do it religiously. I've spoke to people, what like I spoke to two lads from Sweden a couple of years ago, and they were saying, like, "Do you go on holiday?" I was like, "Yeah." Where do you go? Well, fucking here, there, Mexico, fucking. He said, well, "This is our holiday. This is what we save up for, because it costs us about fucking three grand to come over, hmm. go the match, flights, hotels, spends." So he said, "This is what we do. We come for like a week and try and catch a European game and a weekend game." And then we'll come another week. So fair play to you. And they were fucking red in the face, screaming and singing, and tried to get me to have one of them fucking tobacco pouches, lad. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what, like, that's what I mean. There's no, there's no divide in sense of we're not asked where you're from. No one's asked where you're from as long as you come and you, you're worth that seat by having a fucking sing and a dance and enjoying it, showing your passion. That's all we want. We want that ground full of them people. I'd rather take every fucking scouter who sits down and silent out the ground and swap them with two lads like them. Yeah, 100%. And that's for, that's for everyone. Yeah, that's it. Like you said, all we want is come and be part of the atmosphere. That's it. It, it, it shouldn't be difficult, should it, really? But I don't know. It is, it's just it, modern it is. football, lad. Everything's on TikTok and fucking Instagram and live. and Like... It's just... It's, it's just... It does me a din, lad. You see that, that fucking divvy? I don't know if you're on some thugged um, does me head in. Absolutely can't stand him. Oh, his fucking car breaks down on the way home. But he, he got in there, lad, and he was like controversy in the derby. It's like you don't give a fuck. You're a Bolton no. fan. You try to you try to fucking say the Bolton keeper was oh, your brother. Well, you fucking helmet. I'm on to yeah. Does me head in. He needs eradicating off this planet. You um, don't want to love off that kid. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's him. his brothers. That fucking yeah. yeah. He need like I said, lad. Just just eradicate him. Um. But look, it's that's the way it is. Just gotta fucking It's just modern fussy. You just gotta instead of like instead of accepting it, you've got to start doing something about it. Like I'm not saying bully people, but fucking if you go if you go to a foreign ground, if you go to Germany or you go to fucking somewhere like fucking Fine Order somewhere like that, or like what Sans Alpino's just done, just mm. being over to Boca Juniors, he got fucking told to fuck off to the back of the stadium because you're yeah. not one of us. Fucking do one. Stop! Why are you stood in the middle with all us when you're not one of us? Fuck off to the back of the stadium, and he had to. So yeah. fair play. That's like that's what we should be doing. If you're there with your phone out, either fuck off to the back where we can't see you, or take the phone off them. That's what, or, it, like we've got to start being a bit aggressive with it. Mm. If you're in, like, it just fucking it ruins it ruins the like our atmosphere. Yeah, it ruins how I feel about going the game. 
I mean, he even worse than me. If I take me to the game and someone sat down in front of them and fucking moaning, he'll just tell them. <laughs> yeah, and I can imagine he would, to be fair. Knowing <laughs> <laughs> your would. dad like I do, yeah, he definitely would. Um, Unless you're incapable, don't get me wrong. The last game I went to with my dad, what game was it? I think it was Europa League game this season. We stood there, we're in, we stood in the car, and my dad's made up, right? He's absolutely made up that the stands are in, and you can the whole cop standing. He's buzzing. The fucking fella behind him is about 80. And I sat down, and I went to my dad, don't turn around because you'll flip. And he's like, why? I said, because you're going to get told to sit down. He went, I fucking won't. I fucking won't. So he turns around and he's like, oh, for fuck's sake, I'm going to have to sit down, aren't I? I said, no. So my dad spoke to him and was like, if you need me to sit down, mate, I will do. You know, so he could see. Fellow was like, no, I'm all right. Fellow was fucking hanging on for dear life on this pole. All game. Brilliant. Fucking spot on. And that's it. If, if it's something that needs to be done for someone's safety or age or whatever, then I get it. But if you, you're fine and you can stand up for 45 minutes, sit down for 15, stand back up for 45 minutes, and you're not, then you shouldn't be in there. Hmm. Yeah. And it's not even just it's not even just our ground, lad. It's like, you know, all these other teams that you've heard for years have had got these boss atmospheres, Newcastle. I think I think they were at home this weekend. Um or a game recently and their atmosphere was shit. But you look at foreign you you mentioned like you look at teams of Germany and stuff like that. How many times you look at Dortmund or something and go, I, I'd fucking love to go to a game there. How yeah. often do you say you're a bad English team? I know you wouldn't really as much because it's more of a rival, but like, say you weren't a Newcastle fan or say you weren't a Liverpool fan, you'd had nothing against Newcastle. I wouldn't look at Newcastle and go, I'd love to go to a game there. No, no, there's not. But I wouldn't, at the minute, I wouldn't say it about Anfield, I'll be honest. No, but that, that's it. When, when the big games, when the big games start coming, and I don't know how our angles because obviously you've seen there that ground's full of fucking reptiles against Everton. Loads of people who shouldn't be in that ground are there taking photos and just say they were there, not part of the atmosphere. And then when you play someone like Man City, I don't know what happens. It just picks up like fucking by ten, hmm. goes up ten notches, and everyone's together and everyone's like how it should be. It's fucking weird. It baffles me. Hmm. I just don't. Even, I don't know what what the cause is. People say it's like it's only big games and that, but even you look at the Arsenal game last season where they fucking bottled the league pretty much. The atmosphere was shit until fucking Shaka started having a fucking a little Barney with, no. with Trent. Yeah, that, it was, it was and when, yeah, when, you that, but like it's bad when the game's shite. Like the game's shite, and I get it. The game's shite. It's after half kick off. It's, it's always a bit fucking harder. Don't know why. It's just always a bit flat half twelve. But not for me, it's hard to It should never be. No, shouldn't be. If like no. you're that worried that you can't do both, stay on the Friday. Yeah, you know what I mean. If you're fucking gonna just sit there all depressed in a major side derby, then don't go out on the Friday. Hmm. Probably fucking people in kettles sat there can't even see the match. Um, just to say they've been, it's just a waste of a fucking ticket for me. That, but God, we've gone miserable considering just won the derby. <laughs> well, why do we do it to ourselves? Because we have to talk about everything. That's the thing, lad. Um... Um, but no, it is. It's frustrating. I don't know why it happens. Like if you if you fill that ground with a hundred percent locals, it'd still be the same because you'd still have the same people. Doing you'd have people who only want to watch it; they don't want to be part of it. Hmm. So it doesn't matter where you're from or fucking where you get your tickets. 
it's just it's always going to be a fight. There's always going to be a fight against the people who want to spectate and the people who want to be part of it. Like yeah. when I used to go the match, I couldn't really fucking tell you what happened in the match, lad. I'd be like with the lads and they'd have me back turned at times and you'd be fucking just putting all your energy into fucking singing and bouncing and then Torres times, lad, when you'd be bouncing, you'd have your back to the pitch sometimes and just you'd miss bits. Yeah. Just the, the, the thing about going the game was being there for the team and having the atmosphere. Now it's to sit and record it all or fucking take photos and I think it's just shit. Yeah. No. It is. But look, let's let's move on for this. Let's move on. Let's try and get a bit fucking positive again, eh? Um Thursday, we've got Toulouse at Anfield. Um haven't played them for what probably I don't know how long it is now, but I think it's about 16, 17 years. Champions League qualifier. Um, yeah, yeah. Mark Gonzalez scored. I remember that. I was at, I was at the game, um, and if I remember right, it's the game when he played Zed Carter at Anfield. Uh, for I, for Dish Jones, for Reece, I couldn't tell you to be honest. I, I think I, don't don't I quote me on game, that, but I'm, but I'm fairly certain. I couldn't tell you the, the opponents for that. Yeah, no, I I think as I say, it was to lose. But again, don't don't quote me directly on that. I could be wrong, but look, it's been a long time. I think they've had. A very up and down time since since then because that was obviously Champions League, um, you know, back in a in a decent place now getting in Europe. So I think it's it's going to be similar to the to the other two games. It's 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 going to be easy in a sense that we should win, but it's not going to be easy in the sense that they're still going to give us a game. Yeah, well, again, like speaking about the atmosphere, that's a game you want to turn up for and and go right. Let's get behind the lads who are on the pitch. Let's get them over the line. Win that we're fucking through, aren't we? More or less. So, yeah, turn up, fucking get right behind the lads, and let's let's see if we can make that statement because we yet to make it in Europe. We need to go out and blitz someone soon. They're not a bad outfit, so it should be a decent game. We've just got to make sure we play, you know, an half decent side. Yeah. Um. Are you exp- are you hoping? I was going to say expecting, but more hope. Are you hoping to see anyone in particular on Thursday player wise? I want to see Endo starting. I want to see McAllister getting a chance higher up the pitch. But I don't know whether that's just going to fucking confuse him. Because mm. I, I, like, I don't know what the situation is with him. I would like to see McAllister start in the 10 and Endo start in the 6. Um, I wouldn't, I'd like to see Quanta start. Yeah, me too. I think he deserved it. Um, I think Harvey Elliott deserves a start. You know, it's... And I think Nunes... Yeah, but yeah. again, it's hard because you, you want to start your best players, and we don't know ours yet. Our squad, our squad, mind boggling, mm. and in a good in a good way that, like, it is. You don't know. I physically couldn't tell you our best eleven. We haven't got one. No, it, it's, it's tough, isn't one. it? I don't know the best midfielders. Don't know the best like force because it depends which player turns up. Jotter on his day is fucking frightening, but Nunes on his day. Just as frightening, if not more. Mm. Louis Diaz wouldn't he, um, I've seen him get a bit of shit against Everton. He, he tore them apart. <laughs> he was he was involved in every everything dangerous we created. So, because he's one of them players, he's going to be like Thiago in where when you watch him, he's lovely to watch, absolutely lovely on the eye, does everything right, but his direct contributions. And as much as you'd like to see from a player mm. of his ability, 
So his assists and his goals mightn't come, but he might he might create the the attack himself. Yeah, yeah. In so like the pre-assist. Yeah, it doesn't go down as a goal or an assist, but he's without him doing what he does. It doesn't happen. Come. So we've got to accept that as well. He's quality. Um, yeah, I mean, I I don't I don't know how there can be a question about him to be honest, but. Again, people just like to fucking blame someone, even when it's going well. Like, I don't think anybody comes out of that derby for us looking bad in any way. And yet there'll be people who will still say and be like, well, he didn't do this and his left toe was in the wrong place at the wrong time. And it made him run at 37 miles an hour instead of 38. And it's just not good enough. Um, and it sounds ridiculous, but that's what these people do. They, they make up scenarios in their own head and then get pissed out, pissed off about them. No, no. Well, that's what I mean. That's why I didn't want to go too heavy on Van Dyke before because again, in a in a fucking overall, he played well. But mm. the parts of his game that I actually had turned to me down a few times went like, "Why is he not doing this? Why is he not doing that?" But it, it came to nothing. They never yeah. got any shots off because of it. So I just shut up and calm down there. Um, <laughs> um, I think on the Toulouse game as well. I think just to slightly go back to that in regards to players, I think we'll see Curtis Jones. Um, on Thursday, obviously, with him being banned in, in the league, it's a good problem to have as well. Because, like, uh, I've, I've named I think I named three fucking three or four midfielders I want to see play. <laughs> we only play three, you've mentioned him, so there is like Gravenberg deserves to play based on his derby performance. But you want to see Curtis Jones, he might get like brought on, or I was always only been banned, hasn't he? Mm. Mm, so he might start earlier. Yeah, like I said, lad, it's a it's a nice sort of problem to have. Um, it's a problem we didn't really have last season, so it's fucking it's nice to be in this position again. Um, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Europa League, it's it's been it's been fun so far. It's been it's been mad. Not like I thought I was going to not really enjoy watching us play against these sort of weaker European teams, but it's I reckon it's it's been fun, lad. I think especially that last one. Um, was it last or? Yeah, last year we played first when they took the lead. I was like, all right, yeah, Sanders gonna oh, what a goal as well. I know it was a belter, wasn't it? Um, well, so yeah, I'm looking forward to it, lad. It's it's Europe, innit? We we're taking it, we've got to take it seriously. We want to win it. That's it. It's 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 in our DNA to win cups, and like we've never shied away from that before when we've been in the competition. We've tried to win it, so we've got to go for it. We've got to try and do it in style. Like, and I think as the the group stages go past and we get into the last 16, the quarterfinals and stuff like that, they'll start saying how serious we, we take it like, but hmm. start playing our best 11 then on Thursdays and Sundays and try and get the cup. But I fucking want it. Like yeah. I've seen someone put before, would you be happy if we finished third comfortably and won the Europa League? I'm like, no. <laughs> I would be. Don't get me wrong. I would be, but not at this moment in time. If you offered me that now, I'd tell you no. Yeah. Say no. Yeah, no, I I know what they're trying to say, but it's like where we are at this at this position at this stage in the season. It's like absolutely not. Why yeah, would we set up for that? Season, that's a good season. Yeah. That's what if we can win a trophy and finish in the top four comfortably, sound. But no, we need to be quietly going for that league. Yeah, definitely. Um, look, let's get on to the few questions we've got. They're all from your little Jedi this week. Um, two are, are not quite as crazy as you normally are and then he, he he gave us the goods after that he gave us a third one and uh it was with a bit of fucking madness and then i gave us <laughs> <laughs> i know yeah he's the only one who 
I, I said this to him as the other day. I was like, your your questions are just mad. And he was like, I'm going to try and tone them down a bit. I was like, no, you can't tone them down. Like, yours are the ones that make us think the most. Yeah. Um, and he was like, all right, then I'll, I'll keep them as they are. Um, but then after that, so I asked Jay uh, to put down his worst ever Liverpool 11, and I've done my own. So we'll go by that sort of position by position because I've seen someone put it on Twitter a few days ago. Apologies, I can't remember who it was, but um, it just got me thinking this would be a, a good little good little talk and point to end an episode on. So it's happening today, but um, we'll get to that in a minute. So with regards to his questions, um, I say first two are, are quite are quite easy. Um, actually, I say quite easy. They're just not as mad. Um, certainly not easy. So first one, um, what's your all-time... Watch your all-time six-a-side team, but the rule is you can't choose a player who won more than two major trophies. Oh, canal. <laughs> impossible, isn't it? Um, six-a-side, so let's... I'm going to go... Liverpool or all-time? Um, he hasn't specified, you know, but I'm, I'd have to assume Liverpool. Like, um, which I don't know if that makes it easier or harder, to be honest, but... Um, I'd have to say Pepe Reina didn't go. Um, only got an FA Cup with us. Um, as a major trophy anyway, obviously. He had a, I think he, he got the Super Cup in there. He got the Community Shield, but they're not major trophies, so I'm going to go with him. Um, and then this again, straight away, this is where it gets hard because it's... Um, See, I, I genuinely bad lads because I, I don't think there's many. There's, there's not. Not many of the good players who haven't won. Um. Okay, it's so true. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go. Rainer in goal. Two defenders. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go. Daniel Agger. And I'm gonna go Martin Skirtle because they're the only ones I can think of who were there a long time and didn't win loads. Um. Two midfielders is even harder. Um, who can we say? I'm going to say Coutinho. Fucking hell, yeah. Um, and here's another one. Coutinho and Raul Morelles. Good player, then, Mike. Then up front, one striker, Torres. Right, Sam. <laughs> so... When did we sign Dudek? Dudek, we got him. We won the Champions League and the FA Cup, but didn't he say more than two? Um, yeah, no more than two. So I'll have Dudek in goal to change it a bit. Yeah. I'll have... For six aside, for yeah. a laugh, I'll have Kiriakos. <laughs> Dudek, Kiriakos. I'm going to have... Oh, fucking hell. Yeah, I'll have to go again. Um, midfielder. Oh. Yoshi Benayun. Oh. And Suarez. Oh, you need one more. It's six aside. Oh. Um, Yoshi Benayun. With. Trying to think. Oh, I'm fucking stuck here. <laughs> I'm trying to stay away from yours. 
Uh, oh, I'm going to have Yossi Benayou and Suarez and Torres. Yeah. <laughs> when I read it originally, I thought, yeah, that should be that should be quite simple. That, and then when you actually think about it, like fucking hell. Um, Defensively, I get fucked there. Like, but <laughs> Kiriakos was. Imagine turning up to a six-a-side game and seeing Kiriakos, like, you just get off, wouldn't you? You've won straight away. That's the thing, lad, with Kiriakos there. Like, no one's going near him. Um, so you'd be all right. So, as always, fucking was, was madder than a team the first, but yeah, nice one. Um, next one is a bit more straightforward. Um, so we said, who's your dream podcast guest? Uh, I personally love to see any of the. 2005 Champions League winners. You're the host, is yours. So, to be honest, I haven't, I haven't really got one dream guest. I've always had sort of like five in my head, but <laughs> I think <laughs> one of them. <laughs> now, if I if I had to choose any, Kenny, Who? Kenny Daglish, Kenny Daglish, um, Jürgen Klopp. Nice. <laughs> If, yeah. we could have, uh, if we could never have a guest on, ever, and only have him, I think it would have been worth it. Yeah, it would. And that's the thing. It's like my top five would probably be Gerard, Kenny Daglish, Klopp, Rafa, and then like probably Robbie Fowler or someone like that. Yeah, I'd have. Yeah, I know. Klopp. See, it's different. I'd love Klopp, Daglish. Roy Evans, I think Roy Evans because he's probably one of the last ones who was in the boot room. So mm. he's he have stories of Shankly Paisley, Monty Moran. You know what I mean? Yeah. Fucking um, Graham Souness. I'd love mm. to speak to him. Phil Thompson, John Aldridge. Oh, <laughs> there's, there's too many, isn't he? Let's yeah. be honest. Um, so that was number two, and then number three is where it gets a bit more like your little Jedi. So um, Halloween is approaching and you're in, um, you're in the mood to go to hot eating. Craig Bellamy is going dressed as Tiger Woods and Elad Juf is going as himself because he's ugly. <laughs> name, <laughs> name a former edge you're dressing up as and one who you're taking with you. Oof. <laughs> right. Oh. I'm dressing up as Abel Xavier <laughs> <laughs> for the controversy, and I'm taking with me John Arnavisa. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not going to believe me, right? My honest to God first thought with that was Abel Xavier. What's <laughs> Stick the air, lad, with me. I've got the air as well. I'll just fucking gel it right up, dye it white. Lad, I'd, <laughs> I'd be fucking flying. Um, but I'll, I'll try and think of who's I'm trying to think of someone else now to, to mix it up a bit. Um, I'll say I'm gonna go as David James when he when they all had the white suits. <laughs> <laughs> And who am I taking with me? Razor. Razor Ruddock. Yeah, because yeah. he's just a lunatic, as we well know. Um, yeah, unbelievable. So, yeah, thank you very much, you little Jedi, as always. 
I love the way you say you little Jedi. You know, <laughs> little Jedi. it's just it's fun to say, lad. I, I just, yeah, it's just fun to say. Get well soon, lad. <laughs> so now it's time. Oh, I, I, I hope you put a lot of thought into this. So it's your worst ever Liverpool eleven. As I say, gonna go position by position. I, I picked mine as like a a four three three. So I've got three centre mids, a winger, two wingers, and a striker. So, um. I've gone the same. Like I've gone four three three, but three forwards. Um, some of mine's controversial, but they're based on my thoughts. So yeah. fucking. Go. That's all I wanted. So who've you got in goal? Carius. Hayden. Okay. Shite. <laughs> um, I'm assuming that's purely uh, based on Madrid. Based on costing us a European or based on being shite when we brought him back into the fold. Based on him giving a fucking corner away off a goal kick, which I've never seen before and might never see again. So, Carius, yeah. Okay. Um, my goalkeeper is Charles Itanji. <laughs> he ran um, out and threw over on the lights. <laughs> but there, I mean, there's another reason why he's in there, but for no other reason, <laughs> honestly. For oh, no, just... Peggy Alfex said. <laughs> he, he was another one I was thinking of, but um, no, Charles Itanji simply for fucking laughing and joking. Jordan Hills Memorial, nothing else. Yeah, um, that way, innit? Um, so yeah, that was that. Who's who've you got at right back? Yoshimi. It was a, yeah, okay. It was a toss and, and solely because you know what, I couldn't really think of anyone who was who was a poor right back. So I'd have had to like play change my system. Because he's on every photo with the European Cup and he didn't kick a fucking ball. <laughs> no. Fair enough. Um, I went with Philip Degan. Um, <laughs> simply because I. So you say Yosemi's on every picture with the European Cup and he never kicked the ball. Like, I genuinely can't actually remember Philip Degan kicking a ball for Liverpool. Um, and that's why he's on <laughs> for me. It is. Um, who did you put at left back? Konchesky. Yeah. The worst signing ever. Like the most unflattering, destroying fucking signing of all time. Yeah. The... yeah. Was he yours? Yeah, he was mine. I yeah. did have, I had a, I had Julian Dix down at first. And yeah, then... I, really, mine's based on what I can remember. I can't remember Dix, but. But that, that's why I took him out. Um, yeah. As soon as I remember Koncheski, he was like, yeah, fucking Koncheski can be every position in the squad, to be fair. Um, yeah. Terrible. Correct. So, who's who's your first centre-half? Phil Babb. Ooh. I fucking couldn't bear him. Every time the ball went near our box, I wanted the keeper to punch him. He was shout. And I feel bad, because he had a few games, and he you know, busted balls for us, literally. But, literally. no. And he was like fucking Bambi on ice. Couldn't get yeah. my head around him. Fair enough. Um, my first centre-back, so I've gone... This, this is a player from the time when we were going through that little phase of signing Scandinavian players. We had Leonardo and we had Stigging and Bjorn, uh, Bjorn Talk of Arm. And um, my one. <laughs> and my second one. <laughs> Frode, Keep, Frode Kippe, or whatever his name is. Oh, um, I remember him, yeah. He, so he's, he's a... a Elite, he's an elite Serie N, the Norwegian league. He's a legend there. Played over 400 games for Lillestrøm, and he was fucking dog shit for us. <laughs> it's the only way to describe it. <laughs> so he's in there. Um, Fair play. Who's your second one? Kavami. <laughs> there you go. Kavami, same era, same time scales. 
it was the same lad. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think I think he went on to have a good career as well. Yeah. Um, similar, but just fucking never done it for us. No, no. I just I, I just remember like the ball bouncing in our box from falling over, thinking, oh no. Um, fair enough. I like it. Um, so my next one feels a little bit harsh because I don't think he really got too much of a chance at us. But I've gone with Danny Wilson. Um, and I think it's just because he reminds me too much of that little Roy Hodgson-era, bringing in <laughs> fucking the players. I think three, actually. I think three Roy Hodgson oh, signs appear in my squad. You just made me change one of my fucking players. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I think he just reminds me too much of that that era, to be honest. Um, I, I did have a, I did, I had Ben Davis in there, to be fair, before him, but I thought, I, I, I can't uh, put someone in there who didn't pick a ball. Where did uh, he go? He's at Rangers, isn't he? Fucking hell. We we he's sold the... him for a profit without him playing a game for us. Mad, aren't we? Fucking special. Um right then, who've you got as your who's your first centre mid? So I've got I've got I'm going with like three centre mids and three forwards. All right. Um so based on you reminding me of Roy Hodgson's era, <laughs> um, and then it pushed me on to King Kenny and Simon Charlie Adam. So Charlie Adams in there for yeah. being an absolute Fucking crap. <laughs> he was nearly a man, and only because right, and it's the weirdest memory I've got of him because it's it's a good memory in a way. It's just after he scored his first goal for us, and he's running away to celebrate, lad, and he looks like he's running through tar, like he's dragging at the air to try and run. <laughs> he's running. <laughs> it's a gap in between his yeah. teeth. But I'm looking at him and like you're not moving. <laughs> Scooby Doo, lad. Yeah. Um. So my first centre mid is Arthur, um, because he played thirteen minutes for us, and then never existed again. And again, he's one of them. I don't think he was. He's a weird one because I think he was all right at Barca. He's he was all right at Juve, and I think he's playing well at Fiorentina now. And then for us, he just forgot to be a human being. Um, we signed him injured though, didn't we? I think so. Yeah, we oh, signed him injured. He come on, played thirteen minutes, and then was injured again. It was like, <laughs> it was like Thiago, but. The worst part of it, like he played less, was worse than him. Just everything about him was just awful. So yeah, he's my first one. Um, centre midfielder number two, Christian Poulsen. Christian Poulsen, he's mine. He's uh, my second one. Is he? Yeah. 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 Just again, fucking had the luck of Nedved. <laughs> fucking that was a bad. Eh? The luck That's of Nedved and bad. the ability of Danny Dyer in me machine. <laughs> um. Just again, it was just that era, just not to be. Nothing was ever going to work out with him in the team. Yeah. Couldn't do anything, couldn't attack, couldn't defend, couldn't pass a ball. Shocking. Yeah. Again, my, my only real memory of Christian Poulsen is not even a football one. The only memory I have of him existing is um, I was working for my uncle on a fucking market on Hope Street and he bought something off us. And that was, that's the memory I have of, of Christian Poulsen. <laughs> what did he buy? I can't even remember. You know, it was it was obviously a lot. It was fucking thirteen years ago now, but I just remember that it was him because I was like, shit, it's Christian Poulsen. And then I started watching him play football. I was like, Christian Poulsen, shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, uh, centre mid number three, Aquilani. Aquilani's man. On the basis that I actually watched the YouTube video on him and nearly wet myself on was <laughs> on YouTube and couldn't believe. We were getting this player for that price, and then pff, the rest is history. He yeah. looked like the fella out of Janey. 
couldn't change, couldn't tackle, couldn't play footy. Yeah. Yeah, he had no redeeming quality. Um no, I think for me the reason he's in there for me is one, the price at the time, twenty mil at that at that time was huge. And he come in as the Alonso replacement lad, and it's like he made it after he was gone, it was like I wish we got Gareth Barry instead as the Alonso replacement. I convinced myself that he was going to be better than Alonso because of YouTube, lad, and I haven't watched anyone on YouTube since. Yeah, I had, I shouted my dad into my room. I was like, yeah, get on this player we've, we've just bought. Flying in 20 miles an hour with fucking two-footed tackles, digging the ball out of his own box, winning it, spraying it 60 yards, volleys on the edge of the box, barring in, fucking everything you wanted in this player, we didn't get. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, only like, and don't get me wrong, he came, he got injuries and never fulfilled his potential for whatever reason. But based on what we, what he was made to look like compared to what he was, that's why he's in my team because there's probably yeah. worse footballers than him that we've had. Mm. But being a DME, being one of them, <laughs> Sally, Gow, but nah, he goes there, yeah. I and that's it. I was thinking maybe Salif Diaw could go in there, but then I thought to myself, he, he fucking tried hard. He was always he had a bit of a goal, didn't he? Um, and it, and I think that was the reason um, Biscan didn't go in there as well. Little oh, cult Biscan hero. Was my little cult hero. Well, he so was, he, yeah. and the thing is, with with Biscan, he was terrible for like the first four years of his career, and then the see, and then fucking the season we won the Champions League, the run into Istanbul, he was fucking phenomenal. Yeah, do you know what? There was. You're actually talking. Biscan's got to play. Biscan's yeah. got to play Istanbul, yeah, because he's been that good. Fair play to him. But yeah, yeah Salih Tiao, <laughs> Salih Tiao, lad. They'd have to be winning one 0 They'd have the ball like the edge of our box. No danger whatsoever. We'd have every man back, and he'd just flying with an elbow or something. Books <laughs> fucking concede off the goal, off the uh, free kick every uh, every yeah. week. No, I think one person who was very close to making man was um was Bruno Chedu. And that's just because of the hype that he had, the next Zidane, Zidane all this, all this shite. But I think the reason he he didn't make it in was simply because if he, you know, he fucking made this Istanbul happen with, I think, oh yeah, he didn't. He scored the goal that fucking made us qualify for the Champions League that season. No, I can't remember that. I can only remember him scoring two and one was against Chelsea. Yeah, I think that's the one. And that, um, that's I could, the... again, I could be mistaken on that, but. Again, I'm fairly sure. That's the but, moment you're saying, and the, the, even the commentator said then, and like the next Zidane and all that. Like, yeah. Um. So, again, the the Chelsea goal kept him out of the team just about. So, well done, Bruno. Um. Okay. Who's who's your first attacker? Voronin. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, Andre Voronin because he couldn't fucking play football. I feel like he was a, should have been a wrestler. Look like Triple H. <laughs> he just ran funny, consoled the ball funny, hit the ball funny. And I, he was one of them players that I really wanted to do well. I wanted to like him. He was just shite. Yeah. I shite. used to, I remember when we were signing him, and I used to tell myself that he was going to be great because he was Andrei Shevchenko's partner for for Ukraine. And <laughs> that was my only thing I could tell you about him. But again, he's another one of them. He was, I think we got him from Leverkusen. He was good for them. He went away to other teams and was was good. It was just Liverpool was obviously a, a step too far for him, kind of thing. Don't get me. I think also though is during them era that like the players were talking about now. Some of the players they were playing with was shite as well. You know what I mean? So 
I think if you put our fucking best midfield in with, with a player like Andre Vodman, he gets a few more goals and doesn't look as bad. Yeah. But he was shite. Yeah, that's it. Um, as I say, I don't mind as kind of right winger and left winger, but I think all three of them you could just call attackers anyway. So, yeah, uh, my first one, Iago Aspas, um, for no other reason than that corner. Um, no, he's shit. And again, he's gone on to great things. He, he's been he's unbelievable for Celta Vigo. Um, brilliant, but just not to be at us. No. That, that <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> get that out of my head. That was the yeah. That's that's the worst thing I've ever seen on a football pitch. To be honest, um, just terrible. But yeah, that that was just okay. Fair enough. Um, that was your second one. Yeah, I I had a feeling he'd be in there uh, yeah. for both of us. To be honest, because yeah, to take the number nine as well. It's like it just added insult to injury. Definitely, like fuck's sake, he didn't <laughs> didn't do it for us, did he? No, not even not even. I don't even think he scored for us. To be honest, um. If he did, I can't remember it. Um, no, I... So my next one, because yours obviously was was Aspas, um, Milan Jovanovic. Um, again, just reminds me of that Roy Hodgson era. Um, think he only—I don't even know how many games he played for. I, I, I'd be surprised if he got into double figures in games. But he was just shit. It was a weird signing. Why we were getting a fucking 29, 30 year old fucking Serbian left winger. Who'd never been anywhere near this part of the world in his life on a free just was weird. And again, you try and convince yourself it's a decent sign. You start looking at fucking videos of him playing for Serbia and that. Don't know whether they're just being a competition on when we signed him. Possibly. I'm fucking watching Serbia play, thinking, oh, we've. Because I'm sure he was good for them. Yeah. And it was. Gross. That's it. Um... I, I took him out. I took him out for Vardenham. Did you? Okay. Vardenham was just, again, I think Vardenham, based on what he'd done at his previous club, his expectations were a bit higher as well. Yeah. So, why well, he got in mind. Fair enough. So, who's, your, um, who's your final attacker then? The biggest cunt on the planet to walk the earth. El yeah. Hadji, you've... Yeah, he's, the he's mad. Fucking rat. He's his gut. Shit player. Yeah, I mean... Let's be honest, there was only ever going to be one choice of sort of striker, let's say, in that squad. He was he was a terrible player for one. Um oh, and he was an even worse person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, to be honest, though, like I was trying to think of strikers who genuinely could be in there. And I was gonna put Sean Dundee in there, but I thought again, didn't really play for us, can't remember him for us, so I'm I'm not having him. Um and then you start going to like your your Engogs and your you Ben Teches and that, but then when I look back on them, I think to myself, Engog will always have that that winner against United. Yeah, you've got moments. That's it. As long as you've you've got a moment, even Divo Origi, lad, obviously nowhere near this level, but he's like when Jurgen Klopp done his evening at the Shankly, and he was saying about how much Liverpool fans, he's done, he's done, he's done so many amazing things, but he also done a lot of shit things as well, hmm. which he did. He went a great, he went a great. Player was he? But no. he was a fucking great cult hero because he scored big goals. Once you hit one big moment, even Andy Carroll, that goal against Everton at Wembley, there you go. You cemented and that's why he didn't. That's why he didn't make my squad because because yeah, you, you've got good memory. No, I haven't got one good memory from any of these fuckers. Not one. No, no. 
and again, I'd like I said with some of them, my memories of them aren't even fucking football related. So that that <laughs> proves it. Off, yeah, yeah, literally. <laughs> um, so Great. yeah, that was a good bit of fun. That um, yeah, good way to power podcast. Like, I know, yeah, <laughs> good way to end it though. But look, um, yeah, look, we've kept you here for a while today, so I appreciate everybody who does watch or listen. Um, drop us a you know drop us a follow on on Twitter or X because. The world's weird now. Um, you know, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, uh, subscribe on YouTube if if you are watching in in that way. But look, other than that, um, good win at the weekend. Going to be a good win on Thursday. Couldn't tell. Hey, you wouldn't know if you only just tuned in in the last I know, yeah, hour. Fucking hell. You wouldn't know we played a derby. I know, yeah, fucking hell. Also, no. as well, if anyone's got any feedback, because obviously we listen to other podcasts as well, and we know we're a bit raw and we swear a bit, and we're not as professional as the others, but that's what we want to do it. Like, we want to do it like two lads having a conversation in the fucking pub after a match. That's what we prefer to listen to. That's what we prefer to, to give out. So, if there's any issues with it, give us a shout. But it's going quite well, isn't it, lad? It is. We're enjoying it. And that, that's all we, we ever wanted from it, wasn't it? Let's be honest. So, um, hopefully, there's, there's people out there who are enjoying it along with us. Um, but look, we'll stop being miserable. Us <laughs> <laughs> miserable? Never. Um, no, look again, appreciate everybody who does take the time to to just give us any feedback, interact with us on, on social media and things like that, because it, it means everything. Um, you know, I'll always try and in, try and include people who do interact regularly in the podcast and your little Jedi on Twitter will attest to that. Um whenever I'm asking for questions, I'm I'll specifically tag him because he's he's you know, he's he's commented a lot and he's spoke he's interacted a lot. So um, anyone else who does the same, I'll do the exact same with them as well. Um, because without all, without anybody listening and watching, then we're just two divvies fucking chatting to <laughs> no one. So we we can't do this without you. So uh, again, appreciate all the support and everything, and just nice um, community, yeah, that's it. That's the all. Community we... of people on X and Instagram getting together, it... listening to us. But it's mad. Like obviously, we've got people fucking from around the world who listen as well, which is crazy. But yeah what we like about it and up to now the way we're doing it, it's going well so just got to keep at it that's it but until next week up the reds up the fucking reds sports social podcast network <laughs>